2: Clearly, we're in the middle of the worst ever act of terrorism directed at the United States on domestic soil. Oh, my God, the building fell. The
3: south building just crumbled from the top. Oh, my
4: God. There's no words to describe what's going on out there. I mean, these bodies just coming a half hour later, still coming out of the goddamn sky. Devastating. Devastating.
5: The terrible images of terrorism now have New York and Washington as a backdrop. The World Trade Towers are gone, and so are hundreds and likely thousands of lives. The Pentagon stands but with an ugly hole in its side. And outside Pittsburgh, the wreckage of a hijacked plane is strewn across a hillside. New York City is closed. Paralyzed might be a better word. Mayor Giuliani urging people to stay home. If you can't, we'll tell you what's up and running in the Shadow Traffic Report with Pete Toriello.
0: Judy, we have the Lincoln-Holland tunnels are shut down in both directions. The George Washington Bridge into the city is shut down, obviously, on both decks. The upper level is available for those of you trying to get back to New Jersey. The Bayonne Bridge, the Goethals Bridge, and the Outer Bridge Crossing New York bound are closed. They are open to New Jersey. The Battery Tunnel and Midtown Tunnel shut down both ways. Triborough Bridge, no access to or from Manhattan. The Verrazano Bridge, Brooklyn-bound upper level, is closed. The lower level is open, but you must exit for the Belt Parkway or Fort Hamilton Parkway. The southbound Henry Hudson Bridge is shut down. The Henry Hudson Parkway is closed southbound at 232nd Street. The FDR, the West Side Highway, shut down both ways from 96th Street all the way down to Battery Park. The inbound Gowanus is shut down at Fort Hamilton Parkway, and on the westbound Northern State, Southern State, and Long Island Expressway, all lanes are shut down at the Queens Line in New Jersey. Eastbound Route 4 is closed at Jones Road in Englewood. 46 East is shut down at Fifth Street, eastbound. 80 express lanes are shut down in Saddlebrook, and local lanes are shut down at 95. Also, the Palisades Parkway southbound lanes are shut down at exit 2, and eastbound Route 3 is shut down going into the 495 Viaduct. The TA says that uh, most subway service is up and running. There are some exceptions, which are the number 3, the C, and the Q Express. All stations in Manhattan from Canal Street on down are closed. Street cleaning regulations remain suspended, and all airports are shut down at least through noon today from coast to coast. Judy?
5: The terror struck shortly before 9 yesterday morning when a plane crashed into the upper floors of the North Tower of the World Trade Center. It is just about 24 hours later. Another plane crashed into the South Tower about 10.30 yesterday morning. The towers collapsed one after another. Then an adjoining building, Seven World Trade Center, came down about eight hours later. Rescue workers are digging for bodies while holding out hope of finding survivors in the wreckage of the worst case of terrorism on American soil. For the latest facts and figures, let's go live to Al Jones. Al, are you there? Well, obviously we're having a little bit of trouble. Okay, let's see. Al, are you there?
6: Yes, Judy. Um, we have had a bit of good news this morning. Uh, they're digging overnight, and their efforts uh, at rescue have not been uh, totally futile. Firefighter Bill Duty came out a little while ago looking quite haggard after a night of searching, a night of work, with a rundown of the rescue was overnight. He says that they did manage to find five or six firefighters, uh, all in uh, fairly good shape, in one pocket. They also managed to find the two Port Authority police officers who had been trapped with the cell. I mean, there are thousands of people down here. uh, There's everything from volunteer construction workers to specialized uh, rescue teams working with dogs and probes, trying to find more people that are buried inside the debris. What used to be a 110-story tall uh, complex, two buildings side by side that we all knew as landmarks in New York, now reduced to maybe five stories of rubble. The uh, steel girders pancaked down, the debris piled in, in spots still too hot to search.
5: the very grim-faced mayor Giuliani appearing this morning on ABC's Good Morning America talking about the death toll in the Trade Center attack
4: we now have uh, we have 41 fatalities at this point that we that we know of uh, and the, the reality is that we have looks like about 202 firefighters that are still missing. And uh, police officers, both New York City and Port Authority police officers, of the uh, uniform personnel, we probably have about 260 people that, we're, that, we're, that are unaccounted for
5: a little earlier this morning, St. Vincent's held a news press conference. That's where a number of the victims were taken to in the initial stages of this attack. 10 reporter John Montone has that story. What
7: struck me first here is that so little was going on. Uh, there are triage centers at the ready, doctors and nurses wanting nothing more than to help someone who has survived the bombing and yet that has not been the case. Uh, Mark Ackerman, who's the Chief Corporate Services Officer for St. Vincent, was telling us uh, no matter, they will not give up hope. We are ready for what we hope will be additional survivors today. We are the closest trauma center, and thus if there are any miraculous recoveries from the wreckage, they will most likely be brought here. Now, a trauma center physician who recalled how frantic it was here after the first World Trade Center bombing uh, was also holding out hope that survivors would begin showing up, but for now... Uh, absolutely nothing. And for people who were near the bombing scene, and even those who weren't, uh, that trauma doctor warned that the psychological uh, damage uh, that occurred may start emerging. He says people may now uh, begin realizing just what happened, uh, just what the long-term uh, consequences of this are. John Montone, ten ten wins at
8: St.
5: Vincent's. Fire Commissioner Thomas Von Essen says it will be a long time before his department recovers from the tragedy. I can't find anybody from five rescues
0: and seven squads. and It's just uh, its a devastating thing. I don't, I don't know uh, Well, the fire department will, will recover, but I don't know how.
5: Ferries carting loads of bodies across the Hudson River as often as 10 minutes into the night. That's according to Stan Easton, a spokesman for Jersey City. Three cab companies ripping out seats from vans to help carry the dead to the military ocean terminal in Bayonne. Officials still not providing estimates of the number of dead transported. It's still too early to tell that. What it is not too early to tell is that this has been a nightmare and it is one that New Yorkers hope to wake up from. But as the day dawns on this day after the attack on the World Trade Center, we are finding out that it is all too real. The comments of many is that it all seems like a bad movie. 1010 Wins reporter Steve Kastenbaum found New Yorkers. A day later, still in disbelief.
9: The landscape of New York forever changed at the hands of terrorists. This horrible tragedy has touched anyone and everyone in and around the New York City area. Roy Anderson was among the many people with medical training who rushed to the scene of the disaster after the buildings collapsed. But when he got there, he found that there was not much more that he could do. There's no sign of life. There's no... It's it's just going to be bodies coming out if they can even do that. I mean, there's like, uh, looks like a Hollywood set. There's, the World Trade Center now consists of just some spires going up about 25 feet and the rest is rubble. It's, like pictures of Europe in the war. His story, one of thousands of similar stories that will no doubt be told over and over again for the weeks to come. When the two buildings collapsed, the debris fell upon those working at the triage centers at the ground level below at the World Trade Center. Many of the rescue workers were killed as they were trying to tend to the injured people who were hurt when the planes originally crashed into the buildings. Steve Kastenbaum, 1010, Wins News.
5: And nowhere is the story quite as sobering as Ladder Company number 1 down on Duane Street, where many of the rescuers who are working and have been working day and night to try and find survivors are based. 1010 Winds reporter Alice Stockton Rossini headed there.
10: Firefighters at Ladder Company 1 are amazed. They all got out of the World Trade Center disaster alive. They were among the first on the scene of the tragedy, and many are still trying to cope with the devastation. Well, the war zone down here. Well, I was on the 30th floor. Uh, I can't believe
6: I made it out of that building. Were you there when it went down? Yeah.
10: How did you get out? God showed me the way. I
6: shouldn't
10: be here right
6: now. I'm sorry.
10: Most of these firefighters will be back on the scene today, sifting through the rubble and helping with the cleanup. Literally hundreds of dump trucks line the streets between here and the remains of the World Trade Center, ready to haul away tons of debris. Alice Stockton-Rossini, 10-10 winds at Ladder Company 1 in Lower Manhattan.
5: Just some things to think about as we head into day two of this unbelievable story. The Millennium Hotel, which is near to where the World Trade Center complex is located, or was located, is on fire. It is said to be in danger of collapse, but it is believed that anyone and everyone who was in and around that building has been evacuated and was evacuated quite some time ago. And through all of this, there is an American flag that can still be seen flying amid the rubble of what was once the World Trade Center. It is a sign that perhaps America is bowed, but certainly not broken. New York City is a closed off area, very tough to get about anywhere here, so let's check in and find out what uh, is open and what's closed. And Pete, I'm going to ask you, is there any hope that some of these uh, bridges and tunnels that have been closed to inbound traffic will be opened at any time soon?
0: I would say uh, no, Judy. As a matter of fact, even trying to get information from officials like the Port Authority is very, very difficult today. As, as you can imagine, they have their hands full, and uh, it, it it seems to be a kind of a situation where they really don't know. It's, it's just like there's just too much going on, and they don't know when these bridges and tunnels are are going to be open. So uh, just keep your radio locked into 1010 Winds, and as soon as we hear something, you will hear something. Right now, we're pretty much at lockdown here on the Hudson River crossings. Anything that comes into Manhattan from the east side, from the west side, from the battery is shut down. The Lincoln and the Holland tunnels are closed in both directions. The George Washington Bridge is open to New Jersey only, and you must use the upper deck. The lower level is closed. The Whitestone and Throgsnake Bridges are open in both directions, and the Tappan Zee Bridge is also open both ways. But again, we are seeing extremely heavy traffic coming across the Tappan Zee Bridge from Rockland over to Westchester. If you're coming down from the north, they will stop you on the Henry Hudson Parkway south at 232nd Street. If you're coming in from Brooklyn, the Gowanus is closed inbound at uh, Fort Hamilton Parkway. If you're coming in on the Verrazano, Brooklyn bound, when you get off the Verrazano, you have to get onto either the Belt Parkway or onto uh, Fort Hamilton Parkway. And coming in from Nassau County, they have shut down the westbound Long Island Expressway, the northern and southern state parkways at the city line. So trains are probably going to be the best way to get in. We've got Jersey Transit, the Long Island Railroad, and Metro North running The normal schedules today, the PATH trains are operating every five minutes on the Hoboken and Newark lines to 33rd Street and making all stops. Of course, they obviously will not be stopping at the Trade Center or Exchange Place. And a lot of the subways are running, too. Uh, The FDR, the West Side Highway, are shut down from 96th Street all the way down to the Battery. And we'll have more traffic coming up shortly here on 1010 Winds.
5: Judy? Absolutely. We'll be checking back with you soon, Pete. It is a story of numbers The numbers of dead, the numbers of dying, the numbers of those who have survived and the numbers that perhaps you need to know to get you through this day. We're going to uh, toss it over now to 1010 Winds reporter Ryan Carey who's been putting together all those numbers.
1: Judy, an estimated 50,000 people worked at the World Trade Center and many of them remain unaccounted for along with dozens and dozens and dozens of rescue personnel. And as horrific as this nightmare is for the entire nation, there is just no describing what the families of the victims are feeling, many of them still not knowing the status of their loved ones. If you're looking for a loved one, the NYPD has set up two numbers, one 856 4167 that's 1-866-856-4167, or 212-741-4626, 212-741-4626. 26. There is a hotline for information on the firefighters and EMS personnel, and that number is 718-999-2541, 718-999-2541. Also, the NYPD is asking all civilian members of the department to please report to work this morning the american red cross is providing several shelters in new york city spokesperson jamie drogan
11: the red cross in conjunction with the office of emergency management uh, opened 12 shelters throughout manhattan brooklyn and staten island and these shelters are to respond to the needs the immediate needs of the victims their families and the disaster relief workers at each of the shelters We'll be providing a number of services. Disaster mental health, trained disaster mental health uh, workers will be there to tend to the emotional grief that obviously comes out of a tragedy like this. Red Cross volunteers will also be on hand to provide food, water, blankets, really tend to any of the needs that they may have. And the Department of Health has provided registered nurses that are available to address medical emergencies.
1: And those shelter locations are in Manhattan, Bayard, Rustin High School, 351 West 18th Street, Seward Park High, 350 Grand Street, Washington Irving High School, 40 Irving Place, Fashion Industry High School, 225 West 24th Street, Chelsea High School, 131 6th Avenue, Norman Thomas High School, 111 East 33rd Street, City School, 16 Clarkson Street, JHS 22, 11 Columbia Street, IS 131 100 Hester Street, and Comprehensive Day and Night, 242nd Avenue. On Staten Island, Curtis High School, 105 Hamilton Avenue, and in Brooklyn, Westinghouse High School, 105 Johnson Street. The Red Cross's biggest needs, blood, money, and prayer. To give blood, you can call 1-800-GIVE-BLOOD. That's one 800 give give blood. You'll be given the names of specific blood centers. As for donating money, you should call 1-800-HELP-NOW. Remember, all of the services the Red Cross provides are provided for by volunteers in the prayer. Well, that speaks for itself. 1010 Winds non-stop news coverage of the terrorist attacks on New York and Washington continues with Judy DeAngelis.
5: And many of the numbers, uh, Brian, uh, that you have been giving and uh, certainly uh, more information uh, is contained at our website at 1010 windscom Winds News Time 816. The most devastating terrorist attack ever conducted against the United States has people praying but also pointing fingers. And those fingers seem to be pointing at terrorist mastermind Osama bin Laden for an overview of the national. Picture James Faraday joins us with this live report.
2: Well, Judy, in Washington today, smoke is still visible from the attack on the Pentagon, but that won't stop Congress from meeting as we hear from newsman Vic Ratner. Expect extra heavy security as lawmakers return to the Capitol, determined to show the world that, as Senate leader Tom Daschle put it, Americans will not be cowed by terrorism.
1: We will speak with one voice to condemn these attacks, to comfort the victim's And their families.
2: Senate Intelligence Committee member Richard Shelby was bitter that the attacks caught the U.S. by surprise. Shelby saying, we were basically caught flat-footed. Another senator, Arizona's John McCain, says the attacks will permanently alter the way we live.
7: I don't think our lives will ever be the same again in some respect, especially those who use airliners with some frequency
2: Meanwhile, on the other side of the Potomac, officials are still searching for survivors at the Pentagon. A fire chief says between 100 and 800 people may be dead following the attack there. Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld, echoing what seems to be the order of the day, says his department will be functioning today. CNN's John King tells us what's happening at the White House this morning.
9: In the hours ahead, look for the administration to move aggressively on several fronts. First, an effort by the White House to make the case the federal government is doing all it can for the rescue and the relief operation. As part of that, there will even be a symbolic blood drive on the White House grounds this morning. Also, Secretary of State Colin Powell will be out making the round of morning news shows, also delivering remarks here in Washington, promising a thorough investigation and promising to reach out to governments around the world to build a new coalition against international
4: terrorism.
2: And when it comes to international terrorism, there's no more capable masterminds, say the experts, than Osama bin Laden. He's reportedly high on the list of suspects in yesterday's attacks. Former FBI Director James Woolsey says, whether the guilty party is bin Laden or someone else, one thing is clear. The United States is now at war
0: with a shadowy opponent. It's clear now, as it was uh, on December 7th, 1941, the United States is at war. The question is with whom. In December 41, we knew. Uh, Today, we really don't.
2: But an Arabic newspaper today says bin Laden is almost certainly responsible. Bin Laden, for his part, denies any involvement, but reportedly is pleased with the attacks. CNN's Michael Jones takes a look at what Americans think.
9: The vast majority of Americans consider the attacks on the World Trade Center and the Pentagon as acts of war. But only 21% are calling for an immediate military strike on terrorist organizations before the U.S. identifies which ones are responsible for Tuesday's events. Most think that those attacks were just the first stage in a sustained terrorist campaign that will continue in the next few weeks.
2: And it may take weeks before officials know how many people died yesterday. Non-stop coverage of the terrorist attacks on New York and Washington continues with 1010 Winds News anchor Judy DeAngelis.
5: Well, we do know three of the dead. They were top New York City Fire Department officials. They died at the scene of the attack on the World Trade Center. Ray Downey who led a team of New York City firefighters to Oklahoma City back in 1995 to help authorities dealing with the bombing of the federal building there, also killed First Deputy Commissioner William Feehan and Peter Gancy, Chief of Department. They will be the first of many names that we will have to listen to as this incredible story enters its second day. You're listening to 1010 Winds Radio. Jim Maloney is at the editor's desk. Uh-huh.
4: Is that the second building of the World Trade Center going yes, down? Yes, that is
5: the second second tower. That is the second
6: tower. A huge plume of smoke that came out of the middle of the building, and then the building just disappeared in the smoke.
5: As the dust settles on the worst terror attack in the history of the United States... There is frenzied activity at the site of what was once the World Trade Center complex in hopes that survivors might still be amid the rubble. And indeed, we are receiving word this morning that there are some survivors, but there are also many, many dead. The city is closed. You can get out, but getting in is tough. There's only a few entry points for the latest
0: on what's running. Here's Bittoriano. Trains are running uh, for the most part. First of all, Jersey Transit, the Long Island Railroad, Metro North are running normal service. Amtrak is reported delays up to 30 minutes. Path trains are running every five minutes. And here is the latest information on the subways. The Q and the W trains have no service south of Canal Street. Also, the uh, Broadway 7th Avenue local is terminating at 34th Street. On the number one line, the number two is also terminating at 34th Street, and we currently have no service for the three or the nine line. The uptown number four is bypassing 14th Street to Borough Hall and diverted to New Lots Avenue in Brooklyn. On the number five, they are also bypassing Borough Hall and diverted to Flatbush Avenue. And the number six train will terminate at Bleacher Street with no service below that point. All airports, of course, are shut down nationwide at least until noon today, at which time the FAA will evaluate the situation. In the city, the street cleaning regulations are in effect. In New Jersey, the turnpike is shut down on the northbound Eastern roadway from 15E all the way to the George Washington Bridge. The northbound Western Spur has no access to 95. Eastbound Route 3 is shut down at 495, but they have reopened the Belleville Turnpike at the Whitpen Bridge, at least for now. More shadow traffic coming up in about 10 minutes. Judy?
5: And we will be checking back with you, Pete. Uh, The going uh, is terribly tough, and I would not be here talking to you this morning without the kind assistance of two officers, Officer Sanchez and Strong from the 44th Precinct, and I thank them. How many people died in the twin attacks that leveled the Twin Towers? This just can't be calculated at this point. So far, the list is short and painful and sure to grow longer. On an ordinary day, well over 100,000 people could pass through the World Trade Center complex. And now it is the site of an intense rescue mission. There are hundreds and hundreds of workers down there, some of them coming from rescue Company number one on Duane Street. 1010 Winds reporter Alice Stockton Rossini is down in lower Manhattan. She checks in with this live report.
10: And Judy working through debris, shards, smoke, and dust. Volunteers from St. Vincent's Medical Unit have been working with rescue teams for hours, searching for signs of life. And finally, they did find a sign of life. They were able, they were among those uh, that worked to pull Port Authority Police Sergeant Jay McLaughlin from the rubble. We had a show of things we were passing along and um, digging up for remains of a body. In one case, we found that was completely disintegrated and hard to recognize. And then there was uh, the people that were trying to get this fellow out, kept sending in medical supplies and back in and out oxygen tanks. We made a line to pass things along. It's very hard to move around in in the midst of sirens and trucks, Martial says he swears he heard more signs of life. He'll rest now and return later today to help rescue teams search some more. Alice Stockton Rossini, 1010 wins in Lower Manhattan.
5: And also in Lower Manhattan, 1010 wins Al Jones getting as close to the scene as he can, Al.
6: Yeah, and we're at uh, the corner here of uh, Chamber and uh, West Street, right, right next to Stuyvesant High and the uh, Community College. And the, uh, the white steam and ash smoke that has been uh, drifting up from the debris has been replaced by a thick black smoke, indicating, again, that uh, we have another flare-up, we have another fire, uh, that uh, the situation there obviously is still too hot to do a thorough search. And you can probably hear the sirens in back here as uh, more of the fire personnel are being brought into position and uh, put more water on the scene. Uh, they're still working uh, primarily. A lot of the rescue is... Uh, kind of centered around what used to be the pedestrian bridge that connected World Trade with World Financial, the one that stretched across, uh, across West Street, the West Side Highway here. And uh, there's a huge crane that's there, but that's still right now. In fact, there's cranes on both sides. Neither one's doing much right now because they're trying to do a hand search, dog search, a probe search. The debris just from that bridge uh, is uh, almost uh, maybe two stories tall, at least as tall as one of these, uh, these high trucks uh, or a city bus. So it's a huge pile, and they're trying to go through that slowly. In fact, I can see a guy right now with one of those, uh, those large circular saws that cut through steel and cut through concrete as, as they try to dig in and kind of uh, remove some of the debris. They managed to find either eight or nine people earlier today, uh, uh, a total of six, five or six firefighters and three police officers uh, were pulled out, including the two uh, Port Authority officers who had been trapped who had the cell phone you might have heard about it that all night, uh, that they had been contacting and uh, kind of helped uh, rescuers find where they were located. They were pulled out of the corner of Trinity and Church Street. But right now, uh, black smoke is uh, pouring up from uh, what used to be the, the World Trade Center area, and uh, that's kind of pushing everybody back. They're all kind of watching and uh, concentrating their efforts more to the side uh, than they are the, uh, the actual rubble pile itself. Judy?
5: For a second day in a row, the financial markets are closed, and it seems like such a simple statement, but it's so much more than that. So let's join 1010 Wins correspondent, Larry Kofsky, who is obviously not live at the New York Stock Exchange, nor will he be for some time. What's going on, Larry?
8: Well, Judy, U.S. financial markets are likely to sell off once they finally do reopen. But if history is any indication, the decline should be fairly short-lived. London financial markets are a case in point. They've already stabilized this morning after falling to their lows for the year yesterday. Remains to be seen what happens in Tokyo tonight. In last night's trading, the Nikkei index lost 690 points, tumbling below 10,000 for the first time in about 17 years. As you've been hearing on 1010 wins, financial markets are closed for a second day. A message left on the telephone extension of a New York Stock Exchange spokesman says an announcement will be made later today as to when trading will resume. Crude oil in London set an early high of $31 a barrel, but has since retreated to below 29 about $28.81. Last I looked, oil companies have urged their retailers to hold the line on prices, but there have been reports of gouging $5 a gallon for unleaded regular in at least one case. Judy?
5: Uh, We should tell you, too, that the Postal Service has suspended mail collection from blue post office boxes today in Manhattan, Brooklyn, and Queens. Anyone wishing to mail items must bring them to a post office. Mail delivery in Manhattan will be attempted. As long as letter carriers can gain access to the building where the mail cannot be delivered, customers will be notified where their mail can be picked up. Outside affected areas, post offices will be open regular hours. Winds News Time, 827. There are so many stories to tell of the horrific scene yesterday. 1010 Winds reporter Steve Kastenbaum learned about them.
9: This horrific tragedy has touched everyone in and around the New York City area, myself included. For me this began when I felt my building in Brooklyn shake. I looked my window and saw the immense fireball from the second plane that had just crashed into one of the towers. Then as I made my way across the Brooklyn Bridge about a half an hour later, I watched in total shock as one of the buildings collapsed to the ground, creating an immense cloud of debris. Thousands upon thousands of people began running for their lives in lower Manhattan, many crying, screaming, screaming, terrified, then the stories like the one told by firefighter Tommy Dowdell of Engine 238. Our worst fears of that there are many hundreds if not thousands of dead people in the rubble there. Is that what you've been encountering? Definitely, without a doubt. There's definitely thousands. It goes into the thousands and and I wouldn't doubt that for one second thousands. And I'm talking uh, emergency uh, workers, uh, people that were in the building. One firefighter died when a person who jumped out of one of the burning buildings landed on him. Ten hours later, I looked over my shoulder as I walked across the Brooklyn Bridge and watched the billowing smoke rising from where the Twin Towers once stood. When I finally returned to my apartment building, I learned that one of my neighbors who works on the 101st floor of one of the towers never made it home. Steve Kastenbaum, 1010, Winds News.
5: When a tragedy strikes, it tends to bring out the best in people, and perhaps nowhere is that more apparent at local blood centers. Sandy Klein is at one of them where people are lined up around the block. Sandy.
3: Judy, I just arrived at the New York Blood Center. It's on 67th Street, and the line goes around the block. They started um, opening the doors around 8 o'clock, and I mean, people just came here in droves. Elizabeth is one of the people at the beginning of the line uh, about to go in and donate blood. Elizabeth, how come you came?
10: Um, I'm here because I'm O positive, and I need that blood type, and I just thought
3: it was important to get out and donate if you were able to. And the gentleman behind her is also on the line. Why are you here?
7: I'm here to uh, just help out, give some blood,
3: do something nice. Yeah, it's very well organized here, Judy. The line just goes around the block, people reading the papers. They're sort of stunned by what's going on on the cell phones. I mean, standing in, the, in this beautiful, bright September sunshine, trying to actually figure out why they're here. I mean, they understand it, but the reality of it is it's so overwhelming. I'm going to ask this gentleman here, uh, why are you online, sir?
6: I want to give blood. I want to help out wherever I can.
3: That seems to be the general sentiment here, Judy, as I walk along this line that just curls around from the blood center, which is in the middle of 67th Street, around 2nd Avenue. It's really overwhelming and just, you know, just mind-boggling, Judy.
5: Thank you, Sandy. And as I said, it brings out the best in people, and that blood could very well be needed because we are getting some good word from the site of a devastating tragedy that there have been nine survivors found so far, six of them firefighters, three of them police officers. And while all that activity is centered down in lower Manhattan, where all of those men and women are helping out, there are other areas of the city that resemble a ghost town, the bridges, the tunnels, where there is usually heavy, heavy traffic at this time of the the morning, and there is none today because they are closed. We're going to join uh, Pete Toriello over at Shadow Traffic for a rundown of where we can get to and where we can't. Pete,
0: right, Judy? The uh, the Lincoln, the Holland, the GWB are all shut down coming into the city. The outbound Lincoln and Holland are also closed to New Jersey. If you're going to Jersey, you can take the GWB upper level, not the lower deck. All of the East River bridges and tunnels and Harlem River. Remember, there's a whole bunch of those little bridges there going over the Harlem River. All of those coming into Manhattan are shut down. You can go over the Harlem River into the Bronx. The uh, Midtown Tunnel is shut down in both directions, as is the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel. And we have a whole bunch of closures in New Jersey that I want to run down. On the uh, eastbound 8095, local and express lanes are shut down in Fort Lee. The northbound New Jersey Turnpike Eastern Roadway is closed from 15E all the way up to Interstate 95. The Western Spur is shut down northbound at 95. Eastbound Route 4 is closed at Jones Road in Englewood. 46 East is shut down at 5th Street in Fort Lee. Eastbound Route 3 is shut down at 495 in North Bergen. The Palisades Parkway South is closed at exit 2 in Alpine. The Jersey Turnpike-Newark Bay-Hudson County Extension interchanges 14A through C is shut down both ways. And northbound 1 and 9 is closed When you get off the Pulaski Skyway in Jersey City, they have it shut down right there at the covered roadway. New Jersey Transit, Metro North, and the Long Island Railroad are running normal service today. The path trains are running every five minutes. The city is officially closed south of 14th Street to all vehicular traffic. With the West Side Highway and the Harlem River FDR combo off-limits both ways from 96th Street all the way to the Battery. Judy?
5: One of the most amazing sights that I saw as I was driving up the West Side Highway yesterday, something that I probably will never see again, the large overhead sign that usually gives you how long a wait there will be on the upper or lower deck of the GWB, just said, New York City, closed. GWB, closed state of emergency. It was startling to say the least. We are now a city of numbers. We are looking for survivors. We are getting ready to bury our dead. We are trying to give hope to those who feel hopeless. Putting together all those numbers here in the newsroom is reporter Brian Carrion. We're going to toss it over to him now.
1: Judy, the area around the World Trade Center was really a world of its own. An estimated 50,000 people worked there, thousands more did business there, patronizing shops, more than 70 stores and restaurants, and people traveling through that area. Well, on this new day, the begging, haunting, dreaded question, what has happened to the thousands of people still unaccounted for? And it's the not knowing that is giving some people hope and fear at the same time. If you're looking for a lost loved one, the NYPD has set up two numbers, 866-856-4167, 866-856-4167, or 212-741-4626, 212-741-4626. There's a hotline for information on firefighters and EMS personnel, that number, 718-999-2541, 9992541 again 7189992541 also the NYPD is asking that all civilian members of the department please report to work as scheduled the American Red Cross is providing 12 shelters in New York City at each of the shelters a number of services being provided trained disaster mental health workers there to of course tend to the emotional grief of all of this. Food, water, blankets are provided and registered nurses are there. Those shelters located in Manhattan at Bayard Rustin High School 351 West 18th Street Seward Park High 350 Grand Street. Washington Irving High School 40 Irving Place. The Fashion Industry High School 225 West 24th Street. Chelsea High School 131 6th Avenue. Norman Thomas High School 111 East 33rd Street City School 16 Clarkson Street. JHS school 22 11 columbia street is 131 100 hester street and comprehensive day and night 241 second avenue on staten island curtis high school 105 hamilton avenue and in brooklyn westinghouse high school 105 johnson street jamie drogan is a spokesperson for the american red cross what kind of help do you the red cross need at this point
11: the three things that they can give are blood money and prayer. Uh, Blood, we suggest people should call 1-800-GIVE-BLOOD to find out about donating blood in their local area and where they need to go and what they need to bring. In terms of money, we encourage people to call 1-800-HELP-NOW to make a financial donation to the Red Cross because all of the services of the Red Cross are are provided for by the time um, and financial contribution of volunteers. And prayer is just, you know, to think about those that are out there that have been fortunate enough to have found their loved ones. And the Red Cross would like to extend their deepest sympathies for those that have lost people in this tragedy.
1: Again, to give blood, you can call 1-800-GIVE-BLOOD. You'll be given the names of the specific blood centers you can go to. As for donating money, you should call 1-800-HELP-NOW. 1010 wins coverage of the terrorist attacks on America in New York and Washington continues with Judy DeAngelis.
5: Wins News time 837. The world on alert today as governments call for calm while stepping up their own security in the wake of the deadly and devastating attacks in New York and Washington. James Faraday joins us live with the latest overview on the national and world picture.
2: Judy, vowing the U.S. will go after those responsible. Secretary of State Colin Powell this morning called the terrorist attacks in New York and Washington a war. A war not against the U.S., but against civilization.
6: There are organizations out there that give support to these kinds of terrorist activities. They provide facilities. They provide homes. They provide uh, support for them. They provide money for them. And we're going to go after all of them. We're going to make it clear to them that you cannot have... Any kind of decent relationship with the United States if you do this, and we will go after the support that allows terrorists to perform
4: these kinds of acts.
2: Powell says the Bush administration is far from selecting any particular military targets for retaliation. The number one suspect government officials have been talking about is wanted international terrorist Osama bin Laden. Correspondent Claire Shippen reports members of Congress are being fed information that points bin Laden's way.
3: I was struck by how frank my sources were in telling me that, and I think that the the leadership itself, in in hearing these briefings from, they said, intelligence officials, were also struck by the fact that they had some very concrete links, they said, that were pushing them to look at bin Laden as the number one suspect. Again, it's something I think everybody's been talking about, but again, the specificity of of some of the these links, I think, surprised some of the people who got these briefings on Capitol Hill.
2: In the Middle East, Israel has closed itself off by air and land after the U.S. strikes. Foreign Minister Shimon Peres blamed Yasser Arafat for creating an atmosphere in which terrorism flourishes. If he will give
6: out clear orders, if he will call his own troops, his own policemen, to fight terror, it will be one destiny of the Palestinians. If we will continue to escape the choice, it will be another sort of relationship.
2: In Britain, CNN's Christiana Amanpour reports London and other cities are stepping up security measures.
7: In England, certain specific measures have been taken. All commercial airlines are banned from flying over central London. There is heightened security at key areas and key buildings, particularly around the airport. British Airways, the national carrier, has canceled flights to uh, Pakistan, which neighbors uh, Afghanistan. Also to Tel Aviv, you know, Israel has closed down its airspace to any foreign carriers. Air France, the French national carrier, has also uh, banned its flights uh, from going to Tel Aviv, obviously because that airport is closed, but also to North America, while that situation uh, resolves itself in terms of airport closures there.
2: Nonstop coverage of the terrorist attacks in Washington and New York continues now with 1010 Winds anchor Judy DeAngelis.
5: And you are listening to 1010 Winds Radio. Tom Offer. Is our writer
8: today? Our nation saw evil, the very worst of human nature. We can't find anybody from five rescues and seven squads. It's just, uh, it's a devastating thing. I don't don't know. Well, the fire department will, will recover, but I don't know how. The
5: landscape of New York has been inalterably changed. The soul of America is scarred. We are bowed, but we are not broken. Yesterday morning, the worst terror attack in the history of the United States occurred. It has left most in shock and sorrow, and the city shut down. Bridges and tunnels empty on a day when at this hour, just about 24 hours after the first plane at the first tower of the World Trade Center, there usually would be hustle and bustle. Now, the roads are empty. Anything below 14th Street is off-limits, and if you are outside of New York City, the chances are you will not get into the city unless you take some form of mass transit. We're going to try and sort it out right now with Shadow Traffics, Vittoriello.
0: Certainly a very eerie, almost surrealistic side, Judy, as we punch up the cameras that we look at every single day and see these bridges and tunnels teeming with traffic. And I'm looking right at the 59th Street Bridge now, and it's just empty. Every once in a while, we see uh, some traffic coming into Queens, and every once in a while, we see some emergency vehicles going into the Manhattan side. But the bridges and tunnels coming in from all directions linking directly into Manhattan are shut down. The Tappan Zee Bridge is open in both directions. It's going to take you about 45 minutes to get over the Tappan Zee from Rockland over to Westchester. We're backed up to about Route 59 at this point. Uh, The Whitestone, the Throgs Neck Bridges are open. The Triborough Bridge is available to get you into Queens only. And the inbound Gowanus is shut down at Fort Hamilton Parkway. They also are uh, periodically inspecting vehicles on the Belt Parkway as you head westbound. And I'll have have more on that for you in just a second here. Uh, New Jersey Transit, the Long Island Railroad, and Metro North are running normal service. The PATH trains are running every five minutes. As Judy pointed out, everything is shut down south of 14th Street. The FDR Drive and the West Side Highway are shut down in both directions from 96th Street all the way down to the Battery. They're also uh, checking traffic southbound on the Cross Island Parkway at the westbound Belt, and also making the transition from the southbound Van Wyke to the westbound Belt Parkway. The Street cleaning regulations are suspended on a citywide basis. And, of course, everything in the air is grounded coast to coast at least through noon today. Judy? There are some 2,000 rescue workers scrambling across tons of
5: debris and rubble at the site where the World Trade Center stood, hoping to find survivors. Apparently, nine have been found so far. Hundreds and likely thousands died when two planes smashed into the north and south towers of the Trade Center around 9 yesterday morning. About an hour later, first one, then the other tower collapsed. And as a fountain of dust and debris cascaded up streets, it coded those fleeing for their lives. Two commercial planes, one from United, one from American, slammed into the towers. Both had been hijacked. A third hijacked plane slammed into the Pentagon. A fourth crashed just outside of Pittsburgh. The early indications are that terrorist Osama bin Laden is the mastermind of the deadly attacks. President Bush has vowed the government will find and punish those behind these evil acts, and any country that harbors them will also be punished. Bush spoke to the nation after returning to the White House. The focus, though, today is on a stretch of land in lower Manhattan. 1010 Windsor reporter Al Jones is near the former World Trade Center, and he checks in with this live report.
6: It is uh, totally covered with this uh, this ash from the building. And if I sound a little muffled now, it's because we have our masks back on. Um, with the latest flare-up inside what was left of World Trade Center and more black smoke coming up from the fire, there's been a lot of vehicle traffic back and forth, and it's kind of stirring up all the dust. So uh, the advice of everybody around here is if you don't have a paper mask, here's one. Put it on. And, of course, uh, we're standing here uh, on West Street inside of Chamber. Um, they're talking about taking some reporters in now uh, into Ground Zero and kind of touring what's left of uh, the World Trade Centers. Um, it's it, it, it's just amazing to think that... Uh, what we all thought of as the landmark for lower manhattan the thing that everybody uh, looked up to get their bearings how many you know i'm two blocks from world trade i'm three blocks it's gone and uh, right now it's replaced with uh, the white ashy smoke that we've seen all night and uh, more of the black smoke uh, from this recent flare up the rescue operation is uh, st-
5: Well, we have lost our connection with Al Jones, who is down close to the scene where uh, the rescue mission is taking place. As you could hear, it is somewhat of a surreal view. There are these huge lights that are shining down, and even though the sun is out and it's a beautiful sunny day, there are these lights that continue to shine down, hoping to give the people who are down there doing the rescue mission a little extra light to look under all this dirt and debris that has settled in the area. St. Vincent's Hospital was one of the first to receive the injured and dead. A little bit earlier this morning, they held a press conference. 1010 Winds reporter John Montone was there.
7: Empty triage centers, a stark reminder that very few people in or in the immediate vicinity of the World Trade Center survived. All night and into the morning, doctors and nurses, three times the normal staff, have waited here for the victims who never arrived. And Dr. Richard West. Paul, who's the Associate Director of the Trauma Center, told me they will continue to wait, continue to hope that there will be survivors. And we've been prepared and are awaiting uh, uh, victims from
9: the site as well. Uh, We are, uh, as uh, I think Mayor Giuliani has said over and over, we are uh, very hopeful. We are prepared and we are uh, expecting to
7: uh, work very hard to resuscitate the victims as they're brought here and brought to other hospitals. So far, that wait has been in vain. John Montone, 10 10 wins at St. Vincent.
5: There was activity on the water last night of the Hudson River as ferries carted loads of bodies as often as every 10 minutes. Over to Jersey City and the trauma unit there. That is according to Stan Eason, a spokesman for Jersey City. three cab companies ripped out seats from vans they own to help carry the dead to military ocean terminal in Bayonne. But officials say they could not even begin to provide an estimate of the number of dead transported. That they say will come in time. But right now, there is far too much to be done to start worrying about that. The shockwaves from this despicable act of terrorism have ruled around the world. There is no quarter that has not been affected, including the world of sports as we hear from 1010 Wins sports reporter Steve Torrey.
4: Before yesterday's tragedy, baseball's focus is on the playoff races and Barry Bond's pursuit of Mark McGuire's single season home run record. All of that's on hold today. Major League Baseball postponed its entire schedule for a second straight day. They've also already postponed the Yankees game with the White Sox for tomorrow night. The Mets, who were scheduled to play the Pirates in Pittsburgh, were forced out of their hotel, which was near a federal building, so as a security precaution, they moved on to the suburbs. College football decide today whether to play this weekend, and the NFL, which to this day regrets playing on the weekend following the assassination of President Kennedy in 1963, expected to make a decision on this weekend's games, within the next day or so. The NHL's Los Angeles Kings mourning the deaths of two employees today, director of pro scouting Ace Bailey and Mark Bavis, another scout with the club, were among those on the United Airlines flight from Boston, the second plane to crash into the World Trade Center. Steve Torrey, 1010 Winds News.
5: Winds News time 8.48. Mayor Julie has had nothing but praise for the men and women toiling to find victims in the tons of debris from the fallen Trade Center buildings.
4: At least there's some hope that we'll be able to get some people out. We have been able to to get two people out who who have been identified as Port Authority police officers. I don't have their identities and I don't have their condition.
5: Speaking on ABC's Good Morning America, this morning, he had the heartbreaking news about many of the people killed in the Twin Towers attack. He says 259 uniformed personnel, either firefighters or police, are missing or feared dead. Of them, 202 are firefighters and 57 are police officers. Giuliani says the, oh, oh, the only first death toll at this time is 41. Governor Pataki also praising New Yorkers who he says are pulling together rolling up their shirt sleeves to help get out and give blood. We're going to get through this,
4: and we're going to get through this strong. And just about an hour ago, I was out on the street in front of Cabrini Hospital, and you see New Yorkers from all walks of lives, uh, more than a block long, waiting in line to donate blood uh, to help uh, the victims of this disaster.
5: Long lines are expected today at Red uh, Cross blood centers rather across the country. Officials say what they are in need of most is types O positive and O negative. There are many stories from this tragedy. 1010 Wins reporter Carol Dioria covering one of them.
3: This tragedy has brought out the best and the very worst in people. In Crown Heights, for instance, several stores and restaurants are either not opening at all or they're closing early. Like the Sea town on Washington Avenue, Eddie, the manager, says three stores have already been held up in the neighborhood. One on Grand Avenue, another on Flushing, and another on Pitkin Avenue. And so that's why he's closing early.
7: There is no cops around here. That's why we're closing the store right now. Because we want to uh, protect, you know, our life, the cost of life, you know. For a few
1: thousand dollars, we don't want to lose our lives.
3: And just as I finished talking to him, the metal gates were pulled down behind me to wait for a safer day. Carol DiUria, 1010 Winds in Brooklyn.
5: We are finding out what is open and what is not open on this day after the Twin Tower attacks in Manhattan and the attack on the Pentagon in Washington and the crash of a hijacked plane outside Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Things are still locked up pretty tightly and... Frankly, we have no indication when the locks might be opened. Let's check in with Shadow Traffic and Pete Toriello.
0: We have uh, some good news here for a lot of these poor commuters who have been sitting at the Staten Island crossing since yesterday. We heard a little bit earlier, I know, from a listener who called us on her cell phone to say she was at the, I uh, think she said the Goethals Bridge for like 15 hours. We've just received word here that the Goethals Bridge, the Bayonne Bridge, and the Outer Bridge crossing into Staten Island are now open. And they are open to New Jersey. So, again, the Bayonne Bridge, the Outer Bridge Crossing... And the Goethals Bridge are open in both directions for the first time in many hours. The city-bound Hudson and East River bridges and tunnels are all shut down. George Washington Bridge, if you're coming to New Jersey, you must use the upper level. The Lincoln and the Holland Tunnels are closed in both directions. In Brooklyn, the Gowanus Expressway is shut down inbound at Fort Hamilton Parkway. The southbound Henry Hudson Parkway is shut down at 232nd Street. The FDR and the West Side Highway are closed both ways, 96th Street all the way down to the Battery. All city streets below 14th Street are off-limits. There are security checkpoints set up on the Belt Parkway. Uh, we are seeing very, very heavy traffic on the westbound side of the Belt, uh, very little traffic hitting eastbound. Also, uh, you may be stopped on the southbound Cross Island and the southbound Van Wyke as you try to get on to the westbound lanes of the Belt Parkway. Coming in from Nassau County, the westbound Northern State, Southern State, and Long Island Expressway are being sporadically opened and closed at the city line. New Jersey Transit, Long Island Railroad, Metro North are providing normal service. You can get into the city by train, but we certainly don't encourage it unless you have to be here. Path trains are running every five minutes. Street cleaning regulations are suspended on a citywide basis. Judy?
5: And Pete, they're not giving us any indication at this point on when some of these roadways might be opened?
0: Uh, nothing yet, Judy. Uh, I think it's a very f- sort of fluid situation, and they're, they're just kind of playing it by ear. So, yeah, we, we don't know when the Hudson and East River bridges and tunnels will open, but at least we do have those Staten Island crossings back. Okay, Pete, we'll be checking back with you. Thank you.
5: World reaction uh, certainly has been a swift, but the reaction here in the city was even swifter within seconds after the first plane hit people were already mobilizing saying what can I do to help the lines are long out at the blood centers and the people are standing ready waiting to help. We've got some numbers uh, that we can uh, give to you if you would like to help. We also have some numbers if you're still trying to get information about a loved one, and we also can tell you what is open and what is not open. So we're going to toss that over now to reporter Brian Carey.
1: Judy, the World Trade Center's Twin Towers saw an estimated 50,000 people walk through the doors to work daily, and thousands upon thousands more traveled through that area every morning as they did yesterday morning. This morning, many remain unaccounted for, along with dozens and dozens of rescue personnel. And as horrific as this nightmare is for the entire nation, there's no describing what the families of the victims are feeling, many of them still not knowing the status of their loved ones. If you are looking for a loved one, the NYPD has set up two numbers, 866-856-4167. That's 866-856-4167 or 212-741-4626, 212-741-4626. There's a hotline for information on firefighters and EMS personnel as well. That number, 718-999-2541, 718-999-2541. The general number for questions in New York City is 212 as for the families of those who rode the ill-fated faded planes, American Airlines passenger information can be reached by dialing one 800 245 United Airlines passenger information, 800-935-8555. That's 800 932 The American Red Cross is providing 12 shelters here in New York City. At each shelter, a number of services being provided for both the physical and emotional aspects. Frank Donahue is a Red Cross spokesman. Trained, certified volunteers that are certified uh, psychiatrists, psychologists, uh, social workers that are trained by the Red Cross that we, we have that are working in lower Manhattan, that are working at our center on Amsterdam, and that are working actually at LAX, at Boston's Logan Airport, at every airport where people were affected. There are a number of shelters in Manhattan, some of them Bayard Rustin High, 351 West 18th Street, Seward Park High School, 350 Grand Street, and Washington Irving High, 40 Irving Place. On Staten Island, Curtis High School on Hamilton Avenue, and in Brooklyn, Westinghouse High on Johnson Street. And the Red Cross's biggest needs, blood, money, and your prayers. To give blood, you can call 1-800-GiveBlood. As for donating money, dial 1-800-HELPNOW. Judy?
5: Thank you. World reaction has been swift. Governments around the globe urging calm, but also stepping up their own security. Yesterday's attack hit at the very heart of America in New York and Washington, D.C. With the national and world overview, James Faraday joins us live. The
2: Judy Fire Chief says the death toll at the Pentagon could hit 800. The recovery effort is expected to take several days, and firefighters are still working to douse the flames from where one of the hijacked
6: planes struck the building yesterday. CNN's Bob Franken with the latest, They're hoping that they can have it enough under control that at about daybreak they can peel away uh, the wall, the part that was, uh, that was hit by the plane, and start to go through the rubble, looking to see who's inside, looking for casualties, looking for the human cost of this tragedy, which of course hit New York but has also hit the Pentagon, the, the sign of uh, military strength in the United States.
2: Secretary of State Colin Powell says the terrorists can run, but they can't hide.
6: We will go after them, and what we will especially do is go after those nations, those states, those organizations that provide haven for this kind of activity, and we will not let up, and we'll make sure that all of our... Friends, allies, and those who would be our friends who have anything to do with harboring this kind of activity will discover that they cannot have a friendly relationship with the United States if they continue to do so.
2: The attacks came without any warning. Correspondent Barbara Starr reports the CIA was caught completely off guard.
5: A senior government official tells ABC News that the intelligence community had no indicators that an attack was about to happen. Now the top priority, says the CIA, is to nail the SOBs who did this. Intelligence assets around the world are being moved into key areas to try and
7: find the perpetrators.
2: investigation is moving forward with breakneck speed. There may be a lead in the hijackings of the two jets that took off from Boston's Logan Airport and later slammed into the Twin Towers. Newsman Ron Claiborne reports investigators are focusing on a suspicious car.
6: It is being taken to an FBI crime lab in this area. Uh, The state police actually are the ones that towed that vehicle away. And we are told that they will be looking at the seats as possible evidence and maybe even looking for some kind of uh, DNA evidence to link this uh, to the perpetrators.
2: We're learning about the identities of some of the victims who died in the hijacked planes. On American Airlines Flight 11, which was en route from Boston to Los Angeles and was the first plane to crash into the World Trade Center, was David Angels, the 54-year-old executive producer of the NBC sitcom Frasier. Also on that flight, Barry Berenson, the 53-year-old actress and photographer, was once married to the late actor Anthony Perkins. On hijacked American Airlines Flight 77, which took off from Dulles Airport in Virginia and crashed into the Pentagon, conservative commentator and attorney Barbara Olson. The 54-year-old was the one of U.S. Solicitor General Theodore Olsen. Olson twice called her husband on a cell phone and described details of the hijacking. On United Flight 175 from Boston to Los Angeles, the second plane to strike the Trade Center, 53-year-old Garnet Bailey, a pro scout for the Los Angeles Kings. He was killed. He was once a teammate of Wayne Gretzky. Non-stop coverage of the terrorist attacks on New York and Washington continues now with 1010 Wins News anchor Judy DeAngelis.
5: And through it all, James, through it all, an American flag can be seen flying amid the rubble of what was once the World Trade Center. You're listening to 1010 Wins Radio, WINS, New York, and Infinity Broadcasting Station. I'm Judy DeAngelis